0: Two dramas with the side of kimchi. The fan girl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm CL Kita. I'm KMews. And I'm Carrie
1: the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters, and every Patreon gets an invitation to our exclusive dramas with the Side of Kimchi Discord server. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. And I promise I don't live on our discord, but it's really close. You totally do. (laughs) I do.
2: (laughs) Which is a good thing because I haven't been able to be on as much as I would like to just because I'm not watching as much. So it's a good thing that Carrie's there watching everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if not watching, just reading the spoilers and posting little tidbits and Honestly, I mean, I'm making some of my favorite friends through the Discord, and it's just fun to be able to chat with my friends during the day. Yeah.
2: So today, our discussion is going to be about Asian movies because I don't know about you all, but I have been noticing that all these various streaming services are getting so many new drama or Asian films in, whether it's from... India or Thailand or Japan, Korea, China, so much. So I figured we can all divvy up. And I told everyone that they should watch three or so movies this week. And then we're just gonna discuss about the movies we watched. And so you'll get a wide variety. We didn't watch the same thing. So
1: <laughs> no, we did us- not.
2: Well, because usually in the past, when we've done movie reviews, like C L Kita and I have done a couple. And we'd watch the same shows and then discuss in detail, Mm -hmm. but because these are shows that not all of us have watched, or probably you, the listener have not watched, we are going to do a pro con, but try to be as spoiler free as possible. So we're not going to give deep details about everything, but say an ending sucked. We might be like that ending sucked. I didn't like it and (laughs) do with it what you will like you can go for it or not depending on whether you think you're yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk a lot a lot of movies I'm excited
0: I thought it was really fun and exciting and I I have been in such a drought so the bite-sized movie watching really worked for me um the first one that I'm going to talk about is called You're So Precious to Me, and I am shallow, so we know that I'm shallow. I started watching this because it has Gu in it, and I love him, and he he has this handsome, I call it thug handsome. Okay. Um, he's not a flower boy. He's He's very, he's got some stronger features, and he could easily play. Like a gangster, or or we remember him from Descendants in the Sun as the um army captain friend. Right. Um, yeah. So love him. So the synopsis is that it's the life-changing story of a man who is haunted by debt, has lived as a loner his entire life, um as a result of tragic circumstances, and he needs money. He's brought together with a child with both hearing and visual disabilities. Um, I hate the synopsis because mm-hmm. we meet this character as he's he's basically an agent for like a girl group. Um, oh, I don't. I okay. can't tell if they're actresses or singers. It doesn't really go into detail. He is he's trying to just make ends meet. He has no money. And all he, all he's trying to do is to have these girls be successful so he can be successful. Okay. And one of his girls doesn't show up for work or she gets hurt on, she gets hurt or something. Mm -hmm. And in that time, he discovers that she has a child and he goes to her house. And realizes that this child cannot communicate whatsoever. Um, She's blind. She is deaf. And she's little. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very much a story of him trying to figure out how to make money through this child you know is he going to turn her over to her dad is he going to take her and is there a family member because his whole world is falling apart and it's you guys might remember a um oh it was a lee dong wook um show that um like, <laughs> now I've lost the name of it I've talked about it a thousand times is it a movie or a he, drama it's it's one of those where he plays a gangster and he goes to a town and he meets a boy it's got that similar kind of feel and I'll okay. come yeah. up with the name yeah it's the um, mini series it was the yeah it was the miniseries, and it has that same kind of feel to it so this this is not there's no romance this is a story about like him and this child just trying to survive in the world okay and it's beautiful i know we're not supposed to give spoilers so i won't give any spoilers (laughs) but I, i will tell you that the character growth the character growth in this movie is amazing and the little girl steals the show of course she completely steals the show and I watched it and when it was over, I just sat there and it was, it was one of those that just made you pause and I highly recommend it. I watched it on, um, I watched it on Vicki and it was, um, it was the, the pacing was perfect and it kept my interest. I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching it. It was kind of reminiscent of, you remember in the earlier two, mid to early 2000s, we had all these shows that had like plots and meaning. <laughs> and I love that like you the, act morals like morals of none the story of that now. <laughs> and like morals of the story, and, and they really made you go, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: It, and now we have zombies and morals of the story <laughs> that make you go,
0: Huh. ew but there's huh. not a single zombie so if you're in it for the zombies you're gonna have to pass on by um but I will say that it's it's definitely um it's definitely a show that you probably have to be in the right mood to watch um especially if you're if you're interested in zombies <laughs> It so, sounds like
1: it's kind of heavy, but also just kind of it's, enlightening.
0: I laughed and I bawled my head off. Um, I mean, if, if that tells you anything, I laughed and I bawled my head off and I was, um, I don't know. I just, you, you want so much Kangoo story. This other movie I was talking about is called Kangoo story. Oh. And that was the one with Lee Dong Wook. I told you guys I'd come back with it.
1: <laughs> um, yes, yes, you're very smart.
0: But uh, back to You're So Precious to Me, I we haven't had a good family story in a long time. And I, and I would call it a family story. And you know, we love our little found families. So mm-hmm. I'll end there.
2: So just so if you guys hear cheering in the background, I have a whole bunch of teenage boys playing video games in my house (laughs) and their squeaky little puberty ridden voices are drifting through everything. So I'm trying (laughs) to like mute myself, but if you hear things, that's what's going on. If like male cheers in the background, sadly, they're not cheering for our love of Asian cinema.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we could totally spin it that way though.
2: I know. (laughs) So for my first movie, I actually went with one and I started watching it and I was shocked that it was all in English because it is the story about a man from India that goes on a journey to find his father in Paris. And when he's in Paris, he falls in love, accidentally gets out of Paris into London and then goes on this journey of deportation and stuff through various countries, trying to get back to Paris to meet with the girl that he connected with, who is his soulmate. So that's pretty much like the plot of this show that I watched. And it's called the extraordinary journey of the Fakur. It's Fak- If mm-hmm. I'm butchering that, I apologize. That's what it looks like phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I'll just click play. And it's all in English, but it starts in India. And it's about this boy who's young, grows up with his mother, single parent, and he kind of learns how to swindle on the streets. And so he's not always thinking deeply about his fellow man and anything beyond where his next pay. Like money is going to come from. Mm -hmm. And then when his mother passes away, he goes on this journey. And I loved the show because like, first of looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks like a really cute romance, which is actually why I pushed play. Mm -hmm. Um, He meets this girl in a furniture store, like an Ikea, and they are really quirky and cute together. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be all about their romance. But rather than that, it's about his journey through all of these various countries, meeting different people in different walks of life and this grand adventure and becoming a better person by having these experiences with people that are different. And it was so much fun to watch. And it was just like an enjoyable afternoon show. You know, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't overly deep. It wasn't overly fluffy. It was like that medium ground, There is a few Bollywood dances thrown in. So you still got that Bollywood flavor. Um, But again, everyone spoke English. So that was a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I had to guess, I'm saying it possibly was like maybe a British film, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. Like I didn't go into a deep dive on who the producers and everything were, Mm -hmm. but it's all about all over Africa, Europe, and in india they go to all these different countries to film it's a lot of fun so that is definitely one of my picks and did you watch it on netflix is that where you found it i actually watched this on amazon so it's on Uh amazon prime
1: okay yet another streaming service i keep forgetting that amazon has stuff like that
2: (laughs) they have quite an extensive um collection of indian films It's where I watch most
0: of my Indian content.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a good place to find Indian content. I mean, Netflix is catching up, Mm -hmm. but Amazon has an extensive uh, library. So definitely recommend checking that out.
1: All right. So if I start branching out, I need to go sign myself up for Amazon Prime again and start dipping into their streaming.
2: Well, do you have Amazon Prime?
1: I do not. That's one place where I've cheaped Uh, out.
2: Oh, cause we get it. Cause just the shipping alone on Christmas gifts, uh-huh. it's like, Nope, just ship it to the relatives. They can, they can wrap it themselves or <laughs> even just paying for them to wrap it and then ship it is so much more cheaper than going to my local, uh, but do it now
0: office. because they're raising prices.
2: Yeah. So prices. get in now. Yes.
0: It's going up $20 a year. So if you're going to do it, do it now. It's at $119 a year right now. But after like a couple of a week or so, I don't remember exactly, but like here real quick, it's going to 139.
1: Okay. See, we just pay for it for a month around Christmas and then we're good. So, Mm
0: -hmm. oh man, no, I live, I live and die through Amazon. I watch so much on Amazon prime and, um, oh yeah I spend way too much money.
2: I'm a big fan of like a lot of their content yeah. so I really like Amazon Prime and they're getting the new Lord of the Rings series they just finished the Wheel of Time series mm-hmm. season one like there's a lot of new stuff coming out that makes them a bigger contender for my buck and that's <laughs> beyond like seriously I paid what was it last year or the year before I got all my gifts at stores and just shipped them from my house. I spent $140 on shipping, just Ooh. a couple boxes to my parents. I'm all like, no, pass. I can't. This is insane how much they're charging me to ship things when I can just Amazon it. So, <laughs> and I know that's horrible to say, but it's the truth. Well, it so, is what it is. It is what just, it is.
1: I can hear some people screaming, just another streaming service, just because we have so many. <laughs> Between Vicky and Netflix and but I
2: Coca-Cola think Amazon's and... a really common one that most households have. And mm-hmm. Amazon has a
0: lot of older content.
2: Yeah, so, they have a lot of older Indian films that you don't and, find. M K dramas
0: too. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I just to be honest, this is the game anymore. When they, I mean, this is the game. Everybody's
2: going to try to get your buck. And we're just suckers.
0: <laughs> I know yeah. it was no
2: longer cheaper to have streaming services rather than cable. Right. But I can't say no. I'm a, like my Indian films. Of course I need those. I need my British films. I need that film, you know? So yeah, that's fair. What I guess it is. It's just
1: choosing. Cause like strategically, I know sometimes we subscribe to on-demand Korea for the occasional drama that they sub over there and then we drop it. And I know some people like subscribe to Cocoa for, you know, the six to eight weeks it takes to get through a drama and then drop it. So it's just about kind yeah. of staying on top of what streaming services you want to have. Agreed. And yeah. It, it gets to be quite the juggle once you're a veteran K-drama watcher and you're like, I need all the dramas. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Well, and especially because that's kind of like our side job. So Uh we need to watch the content
1: (laughs) that we do. I'm just glad that you guys are willing to make the sacrifice and dip your toes into like Apple TV and stuff because at that. I don't know why, but that's like my line. I'm like, I don't want to get into Amazon Prime (laughs) or Apple TV. So (laughs) Uh, anyway, so after, after that love letter to streaming services, my pick is mission possible. And what happened was my birthday was at the end of January. And so I decided I wanted to watch a movie with our patrons. And so we had a watch party and I'd actually put it up for a poll. I'd put up like Mission Possible and Escape from Mogadishu and Pipeline and Mission Possible won. And I was so happy after we'd watched it because it was absolutely the perfect movie to watch with my friends for my birthday. And so the synopsis of Mission Possible is Yu Dahi is one of the Chinese Ministry of State Security's top secret agents. Her name isn't actually Yu Dahi, it's like Wang Ying. Uh, but she was born in Korea. Anyway, side note, doesn't matter. When her department receives information about an arms smuggling ring in South Korea, she's sent to close the net on the smugglers, but part of the plan involves linking up with a South Korean special operative. Due to a case of mistaken identity, she's unexpectedly told to meet up with Woo Soo Han, a bumbling and inexperienced private detective whose small fire cases include searching for missing dogs, so not exactly the top secret agent she's expecting to be paired with. Yudahi has no idea that Wu Suhan is not the operative she was dispatched to link up with and proceeds to include him in her plans to foil the arms ring. And yeah, she dives right in. Like, she trusts him immediately. It was kind of funny. He, in turn, mistakenly believes that he's been earmarked earmarked by the Secret Service and fast-tracked to the top, so he decides to cooperate. Um, There's also money involved, and he's got debt. So he's like, really? You'll pay me? All right, I'm in. But things start to get very will, real when the key witnesses are murdered, leaving this unlikely duo as the chief suspects. And it is absolutely an action comedy. It was great. One of the reasons I put it on my poll was because Kim Young-Kwong is the lead. Uh, he's in Secret Life of My Secretary. He's in Lookout or Guardian. He's, um, he's in Pinocchio as the brother. And he's just he's done a lot of roles. And he's just, I loved him in Secret Life of My Secretary. He was fabulous in that because he balanced pathos and comedy really, really well. And that was needed for Secret Life of My Secretary. And he does not exactly the same thing here, but he has a duality to him that really pulled me in. And Lee Ben bin is, um, I've seen her in Team Bulldog. She was a chief investigative reporter following up this this case and it was just again it was an action comedy and she just did such a good job because she was funny but she wasn't slapstick funny if that makes sense and so having the two of them paired together there's no romance in this and I appreciated that because it focused just on them and their mission and then just the hilarious hijinks that resulted of the mistaken from the mistaken identity. And then him just kind of going with the plan as it was. And he's just, his silliness balanced out her seriousness because she's a rookie agent. And so, you know, she knows things, but she doesn't know quite enough. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I would totally, in fact, I will watch it again. I fully intend to watch it again. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, I
0: love when something makes you want to watch it again. Oh yeah. And that one was great. And we saw it, we watched it on Vicki
2: and it's on my list of to watch movies as is pipeline i was really hoping that i would have time this week to watch pipeline say gook he's my bias <laughs> i hate that i have to pay for it though so that's impeded me and i even called cl kita and was like hey cl kita i'm gonna rent this i'll be back because we share a, a streaming uh thing and And then my mom visited and I have had no time for anything. Like my brain is fried, (laughs) but I'm going to watch it. So I
1: think pipeline is now free.
2: Is it? Did they switch over?
1: I think so. When I was looking at it last week, it looked like it was free.
2: Okay. Cause it had been uh, behind. Yeah. It had been for rent, but then. Which is why I wasn't, I haven't watched it already. If it's free, I am totally there.
0: I will go look and maybe you and I I'm will just have right to have a now. movie night. No, it's, it's, it's not showing that it's not showing that it's going to be charged. So oh, sweet. that means Yay. I don't have to movie be a debtor night.
2: and go after K-Muse. <laughs> Where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> but yeah, just because he has, I've seen clips through it and he has his um, Busan accent in it. It's just like, oh my gosh, I love when <laughs> Sam has his country accent. It's so hot. So anyway,
0: uh, hello. It it it's got. Um, there's an awful lot of pretty here. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> there's uh, a reason it's on my list. Okay, so apparently we're gonna have to have a watch party or something. Heck yeah. Um, okay, so. We're just, like, bouncing back and forth between (laughs) everything. (laughs) It's all good. This is what friendship is like, guys. Friends with the fangirls (laughs) mean that you chase rabbits down trails.
1: Mm, Um, All the tendons.
0: All of them. So I have um, my second that I want to talk about is uh, actually there's a series called Midnight Diner. And it started off, it's Japanese. The original is Japanese. And um, it's a show that is based in a diner that's open from midnight to seven. And the chef will make, he has like two specials posted. And then if he has the ingredients, he'll make whatever you ask for. So he has a lot of regulars that will come in and sit down and visit with him and um there's a different theme I actually was interested in this because several years back there was a Korean version Mm -hmm. and I just loved it it had um oh what's the guy's name from winter that left um I don't know Anyway, it had several several actors and actresses that I really liked that would show up as guests. And there's a recurring theme throughout these. And there are several different ones that you can watch. There's a Chinese version. It's hugely popular. But the one that I watched looks like it's um, just like the original or one of the original midnight diners. And what's happened is that someone has left a funerary urn in the diner. So we go through all of these different vignettes, these different little stories of the people that come and go from the restaurant. And there's this reoccurring theme as they are trying to be respectful to the person who has been left there. And trying to reunite them with the, their, their family that must have left them there. And the reasons why somebody might've left an urn in the restaurant. This is a very quiet watch. There are, there's, there's no big surprises. It's the chef looks like a thug. Are you seeing kind of a little bit of a theme? A little bit. Me? Yes. He's got a scar down his face. He looks like he's got a story to tell. But this is the first time that I've watched one where he's let someone else come behind his counter and work. And that story was great. But he has like his regulars and we go through their lives and their hopes and their dreams and the reasons why somebody might be eating at a diner at midnight a lot of it has to do with they're working you know they're just regular working joes and josephines and they're coming in and they're tired and they just don't want to cook for themselves so sometimes they'll bring ingredients and they'll ask him to fix things and it always makes me hungry and i always get some great ramen ideas because he does <laughs> things to ramen that that are just amazing and um But it's, it's kind of like, if you are someone who loves little short stories, this is perfect for you because it's just this little, little window into these people's worlds. And I am fascinated by that. And, you know, it's the reason why I watch dramas is because I love to see somebody else's life for a little while. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching it on Vicki, highly recommend and there's a whole series so if you like that one you can branch off into the chinese version or the korean version or there are several that are um ja- the japanese version and it's just sim- very sympathetic to normal people in their lives there's no real like che balls or you know, millionaires aren't necessarily going to eat at this restaurant at (laughs) two o'clock in the morning, but I, I really like it. And it's one of those that, like I said, once you start watching it, especially if you're somebody who does something like crochets or something where you're doing two things at once, it's the perfect show for that. Cause you can look away for a second and you're not going to have missed a critical moment. So not really action packed. No, it's not action-packed. Storytelling is superb. Okay. And it's very layered, but it's like watching Cheers. You remember we in the 80s, we watched all those sitcoms and stuff. It's got that same kind of a feel like Cheers Mm -hmm. where um, you get to know and love the people in the show. And, um, but it, you know, if you look away for a moment, you haven't missed the entire thing. Okay, cool.
2: And you know, it's good if like so many countries are doing their own versions, right? you know, and I want to say it maybe was based off of uh, a man- manga. I think possibly. it is. I think, I think it so. is. So, um,
0: but there's, there's like, I mean, it's, it's caught been called the midnight food store. Um, the original, oh, the original is from 2009. So Late Night Restaurant is the Korean version. Um, and there's there's like a half a dozen different ones here as I'm looking on Vicky. Okay.
1: Well, and I'm looking on my list.com and it says one of the tags is adapted from Maminga. So
0: yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing.
2: So great. Recommend right there. Very much mm-hmm. a classic. Uh, for my number two, recommended movie or the one that I watched uh it's a Bollywood film called Main Una. and so I have this book club and they're awesome but they keep recommending these dramas starring Shah Rukh Khan I I dropped this one
0: I'm just gonna tell you I dropped this one
2: all right you had to how far did you get I did not get very far. No, you had to get past the stupid military stuff in the first five minutes that were super cheesy. Cause <laughs> it's like, roll your eye cheesy. Whereas he's like flying through the air for 30 seconds, double <laughs> gunning could, uh... it. <laughs> you know, I, oh, and I think it's a mood thing. I think it's a mood thing. So I'll have to go back and try it again. Cause I like him. He's in everything. He is in everything. And I have like Stockholm syndrome that now I totally am like, oh, he's in this okay so he's flying through the air for 30 seconds that's possible you know (laughs) oh he just dropped from a vent he's like a full-grown man oh yeah sure that's possible you know (laughs) so anyway yeah there's just this like gun battle thing at the very beginning but that is not what the drama or the film is about uh what it is actually about is this um man. He's a man. His uh, father passes away. And his biggest regret is that his wife and son left the family when his illegitimate son, which is the main guy, was dropped at his doorstep because his mother had died. So he's the, the non-legitimate son. His father refused to get rid of him. So his wife and left him with the regular son and moved away. So he was just devastated. And his last, his last thought was, please reconnect and let them move home, you know? So this guy goes on a journey to a college cause he knows that his uh, half brother is in college at this school. So he's on search for his half brother. And so he goes undercover at the college as a college student, but he obviously looks like significantly older than everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like doing all this college stuff and is also kind of like protecting uh, this general's daughter from uh, the bad guy that killed his father. And so there's kind of like side story stuff, but really it's about these two brothers falling in love and gaining a relationship between the two of them and becoming closer. So that's what it's about. It's really cute. And they fall in love with two girls that are awesome. And there's lots of dancing and all kinds of fun stuff and some cheesy stunt stuff on the side, but it's a very minimal part. The majority of it's in the front that CL Kida watched and then ditched. (laughs) (laughs) So 10 minutes in, once he's in college is really fun to watch. It's a really fun show. He falls in love with one of his teachers and every time she walks by, the wind machines start, as you know. Like the I love hairs. when they do that. And they joke about it every time. And there's like violins going, like people <laughs> playing violins on the side. And it's just so much fun. And it's really cute and adorable. And everyone's so much fun. And you just gotta get past that five minutes of cheese. Did so, do you skip
1: the five minutes or is it still necessary um, to the story?
2: You kind of get understand like who he is and why he's doing it. I mean, you could skip it, but if you know, it's not very long and it's just super cheesy. I mean, like Velveeta cheese dumped on top of nachos, <laughs> cheesy, um, just get past the five minutes and watch it. And then it evens out. I mean, Bollywood films tend to be kind of cheesy anyway. Mm. And so this just was an unrealistic battle cheese (laughs) (laughs) i i will have to go back and watch this because i
0: i love when they do that i i that's my favorite part about um most indian movies is i just have to get i have to get past certain elements sometimes
2: and and i was wondering because i'm watching this i'm like seriously is this a A military show and am i supposed to be taking this seriously (laughs) (laughs) because it is not good you know (laughs) but uh once once the college hygiene started and everything and you know he's all like kind of a point dexter uptight college student air quotes there (laughs) because it's just like eye rolling that he's a college student Oh, he's um, timeless. You know he is. <laughs> he is, but he does not look like he's 25 in this show. Like, he definitely looks like he's in his 30, maybe. You know, and he has this younger brother who's kind of like the campus hunk, but he doesn't ever graduate because he never does his homework. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so, you know, funny. it's fun. They fall in love. There's bonding. There's brotherly bro- romance and jinks in between so it's a where did you watch this
1: one is it another amazon prime movie
2: it is not this one is actually on netflix and so very easy to find and to watch
1: so if i wanted to dip my toe into it i
2: could you should dip your toe in i think you'd enjoy it like definitely when you're in a fluffy mood because these Mm -hmm. are in no way meant to be taken literally or seriously I mean, there's wind machines out the wazoo <laughs> for crying out loud!
0: Indian movies got Indian movies and Indian dramas got me through a good part of quarantine. I'm just gonna yeah. say, when you're okay. having
2: a rough day, this is what you want to watch. This is it, perfect. It is perfect.
0: Okay, I will keep
1: that in mind because we're about to do some some serious renovations to our poor broken house, and I'm gonna need something to keep my mind off of it. So, uh, yes, yep. I'll, I'll go bookmark it. All right. So my choice is my next choice is the Chinese movie Double World. And again, this one is based on this one's placed on a multiplayer role playing game, online game. And the reason I even chose to watch it is because Henry Lau is in one of the leads. And I've loved him since I caught the his music video for Trapped because he the kid set the piano on fire and played it. And it was cool. And so I've followed his career since then. And I'm always like, if idols branch off into dramas, I want to support that and see what they're up to. And so I'm not sure. Henry
0: is hilarious.
1: Henry can be hilarious. Yes. And I think he was criminally underused in Double World. He was supposed to be the main character. Like they played the the PR materials make it seem like he's the main character. He's not. He's actually a sidekick. Because the journey is actually... um, he comes from this little mining village and there's an old, older warrior or ex-warrior in the village. And the center really stories around the ex-warrior's journey because they get called up, they get conscripted essentially to come help fight a battle against another one of the 10 nations in this fictional world that it's based in. And in order to prove their mettle and to show that they're worthy of being in battle and possibly the general of all the armies, they have to go through these kind of hunger games types challenges in order to come out on top and a whole bunch of different tribes and villages have been sending their two best warriors to be pitted against each other so not only is the king killing off his best warriors in, a ch- in an attempt to find a top general he's also pitting everybody again yeah it's it was a poorly thought out plan but anyway so Henry Lao Dong Yilong is his name he goes along with Chu Han who's the ex-warrior and then along the way they uh they pick up a couple of of uh tagalongs one of them is a nameless girl she was born without a name and she's fine with it so they just call her by the name of her village so she's Miss Gong. and then they pick up uh, a slave they kind of help her escape the auction block and she fights she, she's an interesting character because she's a slave who doesn't want to be a slave and yet when she wants to find peace she goes back to her cages it, it was very odd so the pros on this one I I have to do a pros and cons so the pros were the fact that it was fun to see Henry in a in a movie role and the story had some interesting facets and the CGI was really really good and then the cons are the writing <laughs> because once you get introduced to the characters and on their journey, just the way that the, char- the journey was handled and the character development, because like I said, Chuhan is the main character and he is so closed off and so unemotional that it took a couple of major deaths for him to be motivated. And it's not the kind of deaths that I can cheer for. And I'm trying not to spoil, but at the same time, this actually killed the movie for me because it was unnecessary. Could have been handled totally differently. And so I just, it made me mad. So in the end, I don't think I could recommend this one, but it's because I'm very particular about the writing and I didn't like what they did to the characters. And I was reading through the comments on mydramalist.com and people are half and half. Some people just love it because they love Henry. They love the game. They love seeing the game brought to life in the film and they want a sequel. And then a lot of other people are like, y- you killed these people and there was no reason to kill them and why did you so it's it's half and half so it might be good for other people but in the end I was like
0: eh, maybe now no see I've had this one on my watch list mm-hmm. and our Chinese exchange student said no she said no she said you won't like it she's right you won't and so um I, yeah, so I have not watched it. Yeah. Take it off your
1: list. Trust me. You, you personally will not like it,
0: but I love Henry. No. And so I can see how people who are really big (laughs) fans of his are willing to, to stick with as much of it as he's in, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a bait and switch. It looks like it's all about him and, and it's not just like you said. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: just it's interesting,
1: too, because like the first half, my daughter and I were we were having fun, just kind of we like to kind of do our own riff tracks to movies when we're watching. And we were just making fun of, you know, oh, that sword's bigger than you are. And yet you lift it. No problem. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Or that kind of thing. And oh, he did definitely did not have a crane helping him with that jump, et cetera. But then halfway through, we got silent and I noticed and I realized why. And I was just like, ah. Yeah. So it also, the pacing is a little uneven because the first half is fun. And the second half, it's just like, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it wasn't on my radar, so I guess (laughs) it's an easy skip. There's a lot of other stuff I have to watch, so no big miss.
0: My third show was kind of a pleasant surprise. Y'all know I don't do zombies. I don't do zombies i'm iffy on vampires (laughs) but if you give me a ghost i love me a good ghost story so i'm scrolling along scrolling along because k muse has gotten serious and she sent out this this message and she's like you need to watch three to four movies and you need to have it done and i'm like okay (laughs) so i start getting serious about what am i gonna watch and i land on this movie called show me the ghost And I'm looking at it and I'm like, hmm, it's kind of like the, the picture for it's kind of eighties inspired. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about how these best friends, it's a guy and a girl, they are not romantic. There is zero zip nada romance. (laughs) They're, best friends and um Hodu is the guy and Yeji is the girl and Hodu has borrowed some money off of Yeji because he's stony broke and he's trying to make ends meet he's working at a convenience store and there he's trying to find somewhere decent to live well he finds this amazing house this amazing rental and he's like i'll take it so he's there and Yeji ends up going to stay with him because she has given away her money on her place she can't go back to her parents house and hodu has no money to give her because he spent it all on the rent deposit for this house now y'all this house delightful it's kind of old-fashioned but it's got you know a bathtub it's got a great kitchen it's got room and it also has a ghost (laughs) which is not so cool because the ghost is pretty freaky um so they can't leave they're stuck there they have no money and the guy won't let them out of the rent lease. So they have to try to figure out what to do from here. And the rest of the story could be called shenanigans ensue. <laughs> so this is not a scary Think, Let's fight ghost. Oh, okay. Um, it's not scary, scary. Now it's, there's some serious themes in here and you're going to want to kick somebody but not our main characters who are amazing but you guys remember on um come and hug me this Hong sung bum he was the guy that he was like looking up to our hottie psychopath dad and was calling him father oh yeah he's in this also and he plays a shaman (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't realize how that he could be funny. And he is so funny, but I do have to mention that, um, the lead girl is Han Sung-yeon and she was in the group Kara from like 2007. Mm. And I'm not a like huge fan of the group, but they did a little, um, a little like mini web drama thing a few like right after they formed and this girl is comedy gold she has like serious comedian chops she's really funny um and so i really enjoyed watching this it has the right mix of humor and horror Uh, if that even makes sense, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it balanced itself really well. And it has a, a, um, it has a good resolution. It's not really an open-ended type thing. And, um, again, no spoilers. So I watched it on Vicki and I recommend it. It's, it's definitely one that I think I'm going to put into rotation with my Halloween shows. Cause I do that, Mm -hmm. you know, I watch like master Sun every October. Um, and I, I just thought it was fun. It was a fun little show and you don't have to think really hard. Which is always nice. Right. So it's an (laughs) easy watch. You, there's no, you don't really analyze a lot. And when they put all the pieces together for you, you're kind of grateful.
2: Okay because sometimes thinking is hard
0: (laughs) sometimes you just want to watch a show and not try to figure out what they're trying to tell you
1: Mm -hmm. you want the meanings right there instead of having to seek for the deeper ones
2: i get that correct yeah so my next movie was a uh it was a hong kong film and it was monkey king 2 and it's based on the classic 16th century novel Journey to the West. I'm sure anyone that's watch it, watched Asian TV for a while has seen that pop up in films and dramas. Uh, what was the one that was the Korean drama?
1: Wayuki or Korean yeah. Odyssey.
2: Yeah. Yes. So that's the same story that it's based on. It's mm-hmm. about the monkey king who is forced to help a monk journey across China to find some sacred scriptures and as they journey together they have adventures and he becomes a better eternal being who is less self-obsessed about causing chaos <laughs> and so that's pretty much what the film is uh, just like the previous show that I mentioned the There's a little bit of cheese in here. The CGI is definitely early Chinese film-esque. I I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. But think more like Xena, Hercules kind of Mm -hmm. vibes rather than something that's really modern, like Jurassic World or anything, you know? So, but the story is so good that that doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. it's so much fun watching these characters go on their journey and meeting all of these various villains and people and, you know, having adventures and battles. And it's just a lot of fun. And you really just, is very much just full of imagination and adventure. And so I highly recommend going and watching this one. I know it says Monkey King 2. I have not watched the first Monkey King. I don't know if there is a first Monkey King. <laughs> this sure one... Well, I know there's like a third and like a fourth in the series. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one seemed to start like pretty just right off as soon as the, the monk and the Monkey King meet. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe the first film is like what happened to the Monkey King before. Without the priest or the monk in it, I don't know.
1: So I did but. a little research. Yes. Because you hurry. said this was very much a, a mock name movie. And I was like, okay. Yes. And so I was like, why why can I find Monkey King 2 in everyone's credits and not Monkey King 1? And it turns out, because I look, mydramalist.com is like my go-to. And I looked it up and it was made in 2014. And it had some big names like Aaron Kwok and uh, Chow Yun-Fat. But it bombed. Uh, it bombed so badly. It sounds like it diverged from the original source material because what happens is in Journey to the West, the reason that the Monkey King ends up under the mountain is because he's, when he's born, because he's born from a stone and that grants him strength and some, and then he goes through the beginning and gains his other powers, like his ability to see demons with his fire eyes and his ability to leap clouds, that kind of thing. And so it's kind of a cultivation story, but then he takes his, um, his staff his i forget what it's called and he destroys yeah, his heaven staff. yeah he gets kicked out of heaven for destroying the for destroying the place where the gods were having a party because he got denied the divine peaches that he really 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 really, really wanted to eat it was also because they were making fun of him
2: so possibly that would have been earlier story we mm-hmm. don't know I have never watched the first one. This is <laughs> like only read a the books, reboot, so. but it the reboot is definitely you can watch it by itself and not feel at all lost. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I missed any of the story or the adventure at all by starting with the second one, and so, um, but yeah, so it's just all adventures and hijinks and fun, and I'm a huge fan of mythology. And this definitely has every aspect that you would want in a mythological film. And so I highly recommend. Oh, and I, and I watched
1: it on Vicky. Yeah. And I went and found it. I watched the first half right before this podcast. And it is a little bit cheesy, like the portrayal of the monkey king. Like he, he has monkey habits, like keeping his arms close and twitching and stuff like that. And like the pig guy, the pig demon, as they call him, he, he acts like a pig sometimes. And then they keep transforming, like kicking him. And what, every time they kick him, he transforms back into his pig self. But then he also has like warrior pig self where he turns into
2: a boar. But I think that's <laughs> also part of the actual story is mm-hmm. they're considered these monsters and they keep having to show their, humanity and who they are beyond just being considered monsters. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is also part of the story as they grow with the um, pig and the monkey King and all this, you know, going beyond because a big theme is he keeps seeing demons, but with just average people, all they see is humans, but he can see the inner demon inside them and that they're you know, really demons. And it's really interesting how the story combines all that to move the narrative along. Mm -hmm. So
1: it is, it creates kind of, it creates the tension between him and the monk.
2: Yes. So again, kind of cheesy. Yes. Is it Mm -hmm. still really good and worth watching? Yes. So maybe just suck it up and lower your (laughs) expectations that you're not expecting Jurassic world and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That.
1: All right. So my third pick is jurate and this came out in 2019. And I know I've talked about it several times just because I love it so much. And so I'm recommending it one more time. And this is, this was Park Hung Sheik's. It was his last project before he went off to, to the military so he um the jury uh, sorry jury by itself is based off of 12 angry men in its own way but it's also based on the fact that it wasn't until 2008 that South Korea had its first trial by jury before that the judges had handled everything and so the focus is on um Kim Joon-kyum who is a presiding judge and she has to fight her way. She's female. And so she's already had to fight her way against gender bias. And then, so they put her in after she's gained this reputation to lead this first jury trial. So her reputation is at stake as well as the whole thing. Cause it's an experiment to see what's, what's going on. And so, and then these eight jurors are selected for the trial of this guy who's accused of murdering his mother by dropping her over a balcony. And Park hung Sheik plays, um, Kwon nam who's one of the jurors, and they're all ordinary people from all walks of life. You know, you've got a secretary to a CEO, you have a rich housewife, you have a failed inventor, which is Park yong Sik's character. I mean, you just, you have all sorts. And you have a, a first-year law student who kind of helps the jurors understand the intricacies of what they're actually doing, and it helps them a lot. And the defense attorney thinks that this is a shoo-in because he's convinced that his his client is guilty the prosecution is of course convinced he's guilty but the jurors keep looking at the evidence and some of them want to be done with the trial and just done already and let's just agree that he's guilty but kwan namu says wait this doesn't make sense and there's even one scene where he just he digs his heels in and gets stubborn and like i've seen my kids when they were toddlers shake their head the exact same way just the i'm not going to do this and but it was just, it's interesting to watch them go through the process of parsing the information for themselves, understanding the victim's story, asking more questions, and really bringing to light all the ways that the justice system has failed, and then the information that it also managed to gather, and then what they were able to do as ordinary citizens to bring about proper justice. And I loved it because the dynamic was really good. And of course, Park hong was compelling in his role, but there were a lot of famous 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 faces in that jury. And they all just did a really good job of portraying how hard it would be to be on their first ever jury, have all these people watching what you do and yet trying to pick up your normal life during the jury, you know, like family members would try to contact them being like, but why aren't you home to make dinner? Well, sweetie, I'm on a jury. That doesn't matter. Why aren't you home to make dinner? (laughs) That kind of thing. And so it just, it was, it was compelling and I really, really enjoyed it.
2: Well, and I know this is on my list too. It, I have, I want to watch it.
1: Bump it up. I watched it on Vicky. It is on Vicky, and I highly recommend it. It's, I won't say it's a brainless watch, but it's easy to watch. You don't have to, you don't have to think very hard because they lay it out pretty clearly
2: that's good it looks like we have almost like an equal amount of total fluff and serious dramas to pick from or movies mm-hmm. i keep saying dramas blah, blah, blah. it's all <laughs> dramas it's I will, all dramas i'll edit all that out <laughs> but all these movies to pick from so it's a good combination of everything
1: it is it's a good blend i'm
2: i'm liking this you guys might
1: actually talk me into watching my like second bollywood movie so <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to go back and finish that one. I think I'm going to try that one again. So do, 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 do. And then we have to have fangirl night and we'll all watch
1: pipeline together.
0: Yes. (laughs) I I'm in, I'm in. Sounds good.
1: Okay. It's recorded. It's out there. This is a commitment. We're doing it.
2: Yes. Just not in the next two weeks. I need some time.
1: (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. All right. Have we covered everything we wanted to? I think so. I think so. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for joining us. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. And if you have any movie recommendations for us, you can always reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes.
2: We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.